What's up, everybody? It's Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook with football game plan here to talk to you about Isogenics. Isogenics is nutritional cleansing, which is a lifestyle upgrade. It's an easy to follow system that burns fat, supports body systems and promotes lean muscle growth. The solutions it provides are weight, wellness, performance, energy and health aging opportunities. Start now and transform your life by reaching out to health and prosperity coach Jim Paterno at jenrachelle at gmail.com. That's J-E-N-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. Or shoot her a text at 862-220-6611. She's also on Twitter at Coach. That's I-S-A-J-E-N-I-X coach. Isogenics, solutions to transform lives. Welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. You can follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. And as always, be sure to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And if you listen to this podcast on iTunes, which you should, make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. And as we move forward toward the NFL draft, the 2018 NFL draft here on the Scout Team Podcast, we're going to keep going with our prospect interviews. And today, bringing on Patrick O'Brien, quarterback of Catawba, who also played some good football down at the Tropical Bowl. Patrick, I appreciate you taking time. Thank you for having me, Mr. Hunt. Glad to be here. Well, we have to start. We have to take the folks back there before we bring them here. So you started at North Carolina Pembroke, UNC Pembroke. Then you went to Charlotte, then back to Pembroke, and then you end up at Catawba. That's a unique journey in college football. Uh, normally guys transferred maybe to one school, but you went to two schools, uh, came back to the old school, and then you ended up at another school where you ended up playing some good football. How did that whole process end up happening for you? <laughs> yeah, I'm very well traveled. Um, well, it, it worked out cool. I, uh, I came to Pembroke um, out of high school. Um, I had an offer from Richmond. It fell through the last week before signing day, so I had to scramble to find a school. I uh, thought about going junior college route, but decided to go to UNCP instead. Um, when I went there, back in my head, I always thought about playing Division One football. It was always something I knew I could do, always something that I wanted to do. And um, that first year as a red shirt, um, I, like I said, I always thought about it. And then that that year, UNC Charlotte built a team. So it was kind of like a, a sign for me saying, hey, I'm from Charlotte. They're building a team. Let's go back and – Let's go live that D1 dream. So I went back there, tried out, made the team. Um, didn't really get a uh, an opportunity to play. I mean, they had, a, they had guys that were there that were younger than me. So I knew that it'd be a tough place to play with a guy younger than you playing over you. Uh, coach told me it was all about my timing. It wasn't about the ability. And I understood it. So I knew that my timing wasn't right for Charlotte. So I had to make a business decision to go back to Pembroke. And um, that's why I went back. And uh, after that, spent three years there. Um, had to sit out for eligibility reasons after transferring. So I played two years. Then I graduated, and uh, we had a coaches change in the middle of that all, and kind of wanted to go a different route. Saw different things that I had um, 
you know, just wanted to change change locations after I graduated. And uh, Catawba was close to home. Wanted to finish out close to my friends and family. And uh, had a great season. Met a lot of great teammates and could have been better for me. I had a great coaching staff there and it was an awesome experience. But like you said, very well traveled. It's been a long road. But it's all earned. I mean, you earned the right to go to uh, UNCP. Then you earned the right to go out there and compete at Charlotte. Then you earned the right to graduate on time to then have that option to go to Catawba. Um, I would say, uh, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but was this the most comfortable you've been as a player when you were at Catawba this past season? Um, I'd say so. More, more, more just because, I don't know, it was just playing football. It wasn't, I wasn't really worried about too much. I guess the experience of me being a fifth-year player, you know, kind of, you know, it was more just football. I wasn't, I wasn't really worried about certain things. It was just, it was, it came easy to me. So I guess you could say that. Yeah, because you look at your statistics, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions, 63% completion percentage, over 2,500 yards, and and uh, you guys had a really good season. So I would say the experience and the comfort level definitely played into that. And, and when you look at going into Tropical Bowl week, um, I got down there on Wednesday, so I was there for the practices Thursday and Friday and obviously called the game. But during those two days of practice, you really stood out, and I thought you had a really good week. How was your experience at the Tropical Bowl, and what were you able to take away from that week of practice? Uh, well, thank you very much, Mr. Hunt. I um, it, it was a it was a good experience. Um, being a Division two player, um, I'm around bigger name, bigger schooler guys, and I've always wanted to put myself at that at that level. I knew I could play at that level and excel at that level. So for me to be around the guys and um, still succeed and still be, you know, as accurate as efficient as as ever, it kind of made me gave me a little more confidence. But um, it was a great experience. I met a lot of great guys, a lot of great talent out there. And um, yeah, I think it helped me out. I talked to a lot, of, a lot of teams down there. So it was nothing but good things, nothing but a great experience. And you talk about being a Division II guy and wanting to compare your talents against guys from FBS programs, some Power 5 schools. For those that may not know the difference between the two, the two, uh, two levels, what were some of the, the nuances or some of the differences you saw initially uh, going up against those guys on a consistent basis? Uh, what I realized the biggest difference is, is I feel like the interior O-line, D-line tackles and linebackers, the size was much different. Um, when it came to the speed of the game, it might have been different slightly, but I think the skilled players at Division two level and the D- Division one level are not too far away from each other. The size and the strength of the linebackers, running backs, O-line, D-line, that's what stood out to me. Um, the receivers, obviously, some were a lot taller than what I'm used to playing, so it made it easier for me. You know, if you miss on a throw at Kitaba, it might have been an incompletion. But with the guys I was throwing with at Tropical Bowl, they had a lot more range, you know, so it made me feel a, a bad ball was to be completed. So I, it made, made me look good, I guess you could say. <laughs> That's a good way to, to put it, man. It was interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I also cover Canadian football. So I'm up there in May uh, for their – they play their senior bowl before the season. And the one thing I noticed about Canadian college football is, yeah, the skilled players are probably on par with um, FBS, FCS, Division II, uh type skill players. But the offensive and defensive line is a little bit different, you know, and, and that's something that you always see when guys 
from up there go and play in the East West Shrine game. They have to really get up to speed with the strength level of the interior offensive line, defensive line. Um, so that, that's a good point right. you brought up. When you look at your game, you know, I think you do a great job just working the entire field. And one of the tough things to do for an athlete is critique their game. What, what are some of the parts of your game where you feel as though are your strongest and where do you feel as though you still have to improve a little bit on as you move forward? Um, I, I believe there's a lot of improvements to be made. Uh, mostly, I feel like my footwork. I've been really focused on that this, this past summer. Not this summer, not quite summer yet. This offseason, I've really been focused on critiquing my feet, keeping my base. Because my base is if, – if you have a good base, the ball is going to be on time. It's going to be accurate. And I've really been working on that. I can get away with it in college. You know, you, the windows are bigger. But when it comes to the NFL level, uh, your base has to be perfect. So I've been really working on that. That's probably been one of my biggest downfalls. Um, and my, my strength, I guess, I don't know. I got, I got to – I don't really know. Um, that's a good question. I feel like I do a lot of things pretty good. Uh, nothing great. I feel like I get the ball out to the open receiver. I don't really try to force too many things. Maybe in my earlier career I did, but as I got older in this past year, I realized that just take what they give you, uh, let the athletes do what they do. And I feel like I've been a good job of just being a, uh extension of the coaching staff, just trying to get the ball to the open guy, let him do his thing, and keep moving the chains. That's a great point because earlier in your career you did throw – um, you, some interceptions, but as you got right. older and more experienced, that number dropped significantly. Is, is that just because you've seen a lot, played a lot, and like you said, you just found yourself, hey, I could just get it to the open guy and not force things? Yeah, a little bit of, little bit of that. Um, and, and never to blame anybody. I'll take any interception on, my, on, on me. It's always on me. But th- I've been playing with guys who are, you know, 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and if it's a little high, you know how the high balls can be deflected like a little right. volleyball pass for the safety. So, I mean, the targets are smaller, especially whenever they're running away from you. So, it's a little bit of that. And on, like you said, whenever your experience comes in, you, you, you're reading the defense and you're realizing, okay, no, 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 yes. And it, maybe when I was younger, it was, oh, I can fit it in, <laughs> get it in, and then something bad can happen. But, like you said, experience definitely played in a factor with the last interceptions this past season. When you look at your game, and, and I feel as though there are some parts that I think that's being vastly underrated to the masses. What are some parts of your game do you feel as though right now people are starting to or people are overlooking? I think it's me in general. I don't I don't know if it's a. I feel like whenever I'm around around people, they say, "Oh wow, you can you're good at this or you're good at that." I feel like I just needed to be seen. You know, it's kind of hard. I've been traveling around, like I said, I've well traveled, so I haven't been in a spot where. I'm always at that place where they can always come back and see me. I don't know if it's the Division Two level doesn't get scouted as much or there's not many eyes on you. I remember last year I had a guy who was had a private workout and a scout came down to work him out, and he said, I've never heard of Pembroke, and I've never even heard of this place. So, I mean, it could have been a little bit of just not even being known of a school maybe. I, I, don't, I really don't know. But I feel like once I get in front of a scout or in front of a coach, I feel like I can let my play do the talking, and that's that's all I can really say about that. It's funny because I'm a, I'm a football junkie, so I knew a lot about Catawba prior to, you know, doing this for a living. I, I grew up watching the old NFL films. I remember the whole segment on the Catawba Claw. They ended up playing with the Rams. 
You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> this was back in like the, the 40s or 50s or something like that. So long ways away. <laughs> well, you talked about your, your well-traveledness in, in your game and the highs and lows of playing football. And obviously you probably picked up a ton of lessons. What is it you would say football has taught you the most? Oh man, football has taught me everything, honestly. Not, I mean, not, there's not one thing I can point out and say football has taught me. It's, it's, you can take any life lesson and I can, I can compare it to something I've learned in football, uh, adversity, you know, perseverance, so many things that football has taught you just roll with the punches, just continue to get up, when you get knocked down, whenever things don't go your way, you know, it's just one play away. You know, it's just like a, like in life. It's just 24 hours. You got 24 hours to attack the day. It's only as good as your next play. Only as good as your next day. So it's just taking it what, how, what they give you. Uh, like I said, so many lessons. I can't even pinpoint just one. This has been fun, man. Like when you look at, you know, this process, it, it's a unique process. You only get one chance at it, right, as far as going through this process. Um so I'm I'm excited to see how this thing plays out for you. I think you're a tremendous player. But where are you training right now in preparation for your NFL shot? Um, I'm actually heading down to Florida um, the 1st of March. Uh, we had planned to go down to IMG. Things fell through. They're only having 13 guys this year, opposed to usually 30 or 40. So I'm going to go down to uh, throw with uh, Mastroli Academy, quarterback academy, uh, Kim Mastroli. Mm-hmm. He's down over um, – I believe it's Boca Raton. So I'll be down there for three weeks to my pro day and uh, just fine-tuning some things, rehabbing my arm, uh, just staying on top of it down in Florida. When is your pro day? Uh, right now we have one scheduled for the 26th of March at UNC Charlotte. Uh, we're still looking to maybe find another place where maybe a bigger school, maybe where there be more prospects with more eyes. But as of right now, that's what I'm locked in on. All right. And, and as people, you know, follow this podcast or follow our videos, uh, where can people follow you on sh- social media as they want to keep up with what you got going on? Um, I, I got a Twitter. Uh, I think it's Patrick O'Brien 19. And uh, my Instagram, I think it's Patrick underscore O'Brien underscore 12. Those are my two most used. I don't I don't I don't tweet too much, but um, or Instagram too much. I'm on them. I, I check them out, but I'm not a. Not a big user, not a big tweeter. So, so you're a lurker. I'm a lurker. It's all good, man. Well, listen, Patrick, I appreciate you taking time, and we definitely wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you so much.